Hello and welcome to another edition of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. My name is John Dennis. Uh, you can catch me overnights on 97.5 WPCV. Uh, joining me in studio today uh, for the first time in a little while, John Williams. Welcome up, back man? to the show, my friend. What's going on? How was your, uh, how was your trip abroad? It was great. Can't talk too much about it, but... Right, yeah, top secret uh, military defense stuff. <laughs> anyway. You already said too much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a SWAT team coming to my you'll, door tonight. You'll probably be getting the call. Yeah, off. fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Well, that's all I'll say. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know who our Secretary of Defense is anymore, but I apologize to whoever that is. Please don't kill me. Anyways, uh, also joining us for the first time, I think, uh, you know, having all three of us together, Bubby Johnson is on the phone uh, via, you know, what is, uh, do we have like a sponsor for the... Uh, <laughs> For the phone line, uh, I, know, I know a lot of places have this the... call is brought to you by Apple AirPods. Oh, look at that! Getting that yeah. Apple sponsorship. I'll talk to Tim Cook. No, I'm lying. See if we can get it going. <laughs> well, you're you're like in the process of moving, aren't you? Like, are you? Because you're you're up in, in in Green Bay, right? Working for, yes. uh, for Coach Link over with the uh, Wisconsin Green Bay Phoenix, right? Is that do I have that right? Yes, Wisconsin Green Bay Phoenix. Yeah, so very uh, very yeah. excited that you're a part of their uh, their coaching staff. Um, you know, we got we got some uh, some talented people on the podcast here. Clearly, they don't listen to the podcast, or they would know I know nothing about basketball, and they wouldn't have brought me on. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. But, anyways, I am so happy that all three of us are back on the podcast together for the first time in what seems like about like what a month and a half, two months almost. I enjoyed every second of it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Maybe maybe one day we'll get all three of us in the studio, but until then, <laughs> until then, uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of sports news happened <laughs> since since our last uh, since our last episode, and of course you got to start with with the Andrew Luck news, right? Did you, John? You were abroad when that happened, right? You yeah. were were you Singapore at the time? I was in Singapore. Yeah. Didn't he say you're talking about his thing too much? No, well, he, he posted on Instagram that he was in Singapore, so I think I can say that much about you can it. Say Singapore, in yeah, Australia. That's yeah, about it. yeah. I can't, I can't go into specifics in terms of uh, of where, what building, area. Yeah. What, what's the Area 51 equivalent of Singapore? Is that where you were at? I think Area 53. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know how do you say how do you say uh, what, what's the language in, in Singapore? Is it Singaporean? Is that their own language? Do they have like the no? They seventy percent of the population is Chinese. Okay, so. so they speak like some variation of Chinese, right? Some sort yeah, of dialect. But every, they speak English. Okay, so. fair enough. Well, so I guess it'll, it'll just say Area Fifty One then. So it won't say like whatever the Chinese equivalent of Area Fifty One. You are is. really pushing it. I'm just asking. Yeah, dude. I'm just asking. <laughs> I want to know. It's okay. Honestly, I'm super interested in it, but I can't say, I guess, too much more about it because I don't know too no, much more about I it. I can tell you about Singapore. It's a nice city. A lot more advanced than cities in America. Yeah. Which is surprising because usually we're, we're taught to that like America is the, the dominant uh, country as far as technology goes and right. everything. But when you look at Singapore, they have stuff that... We're not even thinking about it yet. So really? What do they have? Like flying cars? We need we need examples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us. Well, you stuff. can't just say how 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 technical. You can't just call them Wakanda and then not give us like some examples of like, <laughs> like how to beat them. It's like every everything we do, they they do the same thing but better. Pretty much. And so they've like, been at the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Have you yeah. guys had the, the new Popeye's chicken sandwich yet? I haven't. Uh, of course. You had it already, Bobby? Does it live up yeah, to the hype? Dude, it's, I'm, I'm just going to say it's pretty good. Like, they don't have a Popeye's here in, a, in Wisconsin. What? I got it when I went back. Yeah, they, there's no Popeye's in Wisconsin. What's Maybe that? not, like, not in Green Bay, at least. There's, like, a third world country out there? What is going on out there? <laughs> <laughs> we got cheese curds for days. There's oh, yeah. No you, got, you guys got Culver's out there, right? Culver's is, like, the spot up yeah. in Wisconsin. That's what I've heard. So it's I, it's gonna be tough to beat Chick Fil A's uh, customer service, though. That's the that's what they really need to worry about. That's true too. <laughs> that's true too. But anyways, we're a little bit off track. I wanted to talk about Andrew Luck. <laughs> so you you didn't find out till you got back from Singapore, right? Yeah. So what what was your immediate reaction when you got back? First, I, I asked. I was like, "How old is he?" And then I realized he was twenty nine. Yeah. Like, so right, not very old at so, all. Yeah. This. This is really a big deal. Because at first when I heard it, I was just like, all right, like 
let him that's his decision but then when i realized how young he was yeah i could kind of see why people would be upset right so. especially when you when you factor in like now for quarterbacks of that talent level like you're talking guys like you know and i'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of who's a, a top 5 quarterback in the league and like whether or not andrew luck is like going to be a hall of famer or whatever but like you you can't argue that he had similar talent to guys like Drew Brees and Philip Rivers and, and Tom Brady and you know guys like that who are playing now into their late 30s and early 40s and you thought that Andrew Luck was going to be like the next generation of that provided he could stay healthy and it's not like this injury necessarily was one of those injuries where the doctor says hey you can't play anymore for your own health it was one of those where it's like this was the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of you know rehabbing and just the pain that he was in on a on a consistent basis yeah you know so to me it's it's interesting that he decided like enough is enough i'd like to enjoy my health and (laughs) you know get out while the while the getting's good i guess you know kind of like i mean calvin johnson kind of did a similar thing where he retired i think it was like 31 years old when he retired Mm -hmm. you know he was still by all accounts like a really tremendous player and no injuries that i you know can think of or or knew of that anyone knew of that i know of um so it's a little bit different in that regard but the thought process was like andrew luck was going to come back from this injury you know what, what that timetable looked like obviously you know was anyone's guess but it wasn't one of those injuries where it's like, oh man, like that he's he's done. You know, it wasn't like a yeah. like a you know spinal cord injury or like you know something like that. So I'm, it's crazy, and the fact that the the, the fans that were there because this everyone found out while <laughs> while the the Colts were playing the Bears, you know this uh, this past weekend on Saturday, and it was insane. Like the, the fans were booing him as he was walking off the field. Like you, you people found out like in real time. And it, it's very rarely that you get like one of those announcements or like one of those, uh, breaking news things. Yeah. And everyone's like, they're looking at the guy. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like you? That, that's what kind of bothered me though. Like that's them booing him is kind of what made me side with Andrew Luck because like you, you're, you're booing him obviously because you want him out there, but it's like you, you're doing what's best for you as a fan. That's why your immediate reaction is a boo because you're upset. Right. Why is it not the same thing for this man to do what's best for him? Like, you know, I mean, you've already talked about um, Calvin Johnson who retired earlier and thanks to Coach Swink, uh, I, the, the name escaped me, but, um, you know, you got Barry Sanders who also retired earlier. Like, like, there's guys who have to do what's best for them. And, you know, Andrew Luck has had a lot of injuries. Now, could he have gone about it a, be- a little bit better? This kind of reminded me of like when LeBron James announced he was going to the Heat, you know he was, you know how he was um, taking his talents to South Beach. That's like, right. With yeah, Dean I Wade. think he could have went about it a better way. But there you go, D Wade. There's our reference for D Wade for uh, another podcast. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like, yeah, Andrew Luck probably could have did it a better way. He could have let his front office or maybe his teammates know ahead of time. But at, by no means am I like upset at the guy for doing something that's best for him, especially when you look at how many injuries he had. I know we say he's only 29, but what his body has endured, I mean, yeah. that guy, there's definitely a lot more mileage. You know, he, sure. he, he may be a 2014 car, but he has a lot more mileage. Than, 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 than <laughs> right, and it's not expect, highway mileage you know I mean? either. It's a, it's a lot of exactly. idling time. It's a lot of uh, city miles. Yeah, I mean, he had a, a lacerated kidney. He had issues, obviously, with his with his shoulder that you know kept him out for, for a year. He played through a bum shoulder for like a year and a half or something like that. So, you know, when you factor in, and he mentioned it a little bit in his in his you know uh, in his interview, his exit interview, I guess. Um, yeah. He like a real job. Yeah, is 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 like, was the retirement press conference? That's the word I was looking for. Uh, the press mm-hmm. conference. He kind of said like, "I'm tired of going through you know the cycle of like pain, rehab, pain, rehab, pain." It could, I, when you think about like how often has Andrew Luck been like fully healthy, and it's 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 very Never rare. Really. You know, and then I and then and then I heard um, I heard something about uh, Rob Gronkowski too that kind of like shed some some light on some of the stuff that these players go through where he had to get like a leader or like a court I don't know if it was metric or if it was uh, <laughs> empirical <laughs> units but a lot of blood basically drained from his quad the night of the Super Bowl he spent the night after he won the Super Bowl crying in a hospital bed not able to sleep I think he, I think he said he had 
five minutes of sleep that night because the pain was so intense. And that was the night of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah but- like who wants to go through it? I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand football is it's a gladiator sport. You know what I mean? But yeah. Andrew Luck has already proven that he's a tough that he's a tough guy. You know, he's made. And, and I love the clips of his sportsmanship. I don't know if you guys have ever seen yeah, it, but it's yeah, like yeah. him getting hit by like defensive linemen. He's like, "Ooh, good hit, big man." Yeah, Ooh, I love, I it. love that. Your piece. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the guy, the guy has always been there to compete. So for him to say, or for him to want to walk away from the game, like clearly there's a lot more than what your typical fan who has never played football or was a third string offensive lineman, you know, in high school, like there's a there's stuff that we don't see as a fan. And for him to say that, hey, it's time for me to walk away, I think instead of booing, people should appreciate and thank him for, for the years they put in. Like, the dude wants to be able to, to remember his name and, and, and walk and be healthy. Like, you got to respect that. I think the fans were booing because of the timing. Like, yeah. you mentioned Gronk. He, he announced his retirement after the Super Bowl right. in the offseason. Yeah. So the team had time to make moves around that. Sure. I think they're upset at the fact that, like, hey, we're already going into preseason. Yeah, this is preseason game four. That's because it was like right at the end of the game right. three. And now you're saying like, <laughs> all right, you're walking away. Like, what now? Where are we at as a team? What yeah. can we do now? And the expectations were so high for the Colts this year because you thought like, okay, yes, Houston can compete in that in that division, and you know Jacksonville now has a somewhat competent quarterback. You know, yeah. So, but. At the end of the day, I think everyone thought that the AFC South still ran through the Colts. Colts. They had a ton of cap space. They had a stable quarterback situation. The best offensive Marlon line they've Mack. had in years. Marlon Mack is coming on. You know, T.Y. Hilton is is still you know a good player and, and you know effectively his prime. And that defense was starting to get some players. You know, they had some some good linebackers out there. And and the stuff was kind of all coming together. If if they didn't win a Super Bowl, you know, this year, then you know you can spend some money with all that cap space they had in the off season. You know, really uh, retool a little bit in the draft and and come well, by. You know, the future was looking bright for right. for the Colts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the future is looking bright, but let's not by any means the Colts are not favored to win the Super Bowl anytime soon. Like nobody was, nobody was penciling <laughs> in the Colts. To, no, even with Andrew Luck. I don't think anybody. Was I think that you could have made a case for them, like you know, Stop maybe it. getting to the AFC Championship game and then maybe upsetting somebody. Yeah, now there's I, I no think, chance. But here's, I mean, maybe, but like the Colts, they didn't even. There was guaranteed money that they could have gotten back from Andrew Luck on his contract. Yeah, I think it was about twenty. It was over a little over twenty million that they could have gotten back. They didn't ask for any of that back. Right. So as a fan, you're booing him, talking about the timing, but. If I'm management and I'm the office and I'm allowing him to keep that money after he told us when he told us, clearly there's more stuff behind behind doors that's going on of him discussing, him talking about his ailment. Like I, I think that they would have been more active in recuperating that money back if it was all of a such a, a, a sudden announcement as it is to us. I think there was a lot more going on behind closed doors where – he was already discussing the possibility of this happening, and maybe they were trying to talk him into it, and he just finally made it. This. That's just my guess for them to allow him to keep the t- over $20 million. But that's just a lot of money for me to be like, oh, you screwed us, but keep this money. I, clearly, I think they ended things on a much better terms than what we see. Right. I, I would I would agree with that. I would think that you know there there probably is still some information that, that we don't know. Um, but and, and honestly, like I, I want to get mad at the fans for booing. But at the time, they didn't have a lot of context with it. It was just like, Andrew Luck has announced his retirement. And like everyone just kind of saw that Adam Schefter tweet at the same time. And was like, yeah. you know, and you're thinking like, if you're, if you're a fan at that game, right? First off, you know, you are a diehard Colts fan if you are at a preseason game and Andrew Luck's not even playing. Jacoby Brissett is out there. Okay, you really must love the Colts and bleed, you know, that that blue and white. If you were at a game three, uh, a preseason Colts game with Jacoby Brissett as the as the starting quarterback, because no one's going out there to see Brissett and Chad Kelly. They're just going to see what 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 the team was going to look like. You know, oh, like the optimism was high because you say, OK, look at the team now and then what Andrew Luck's going to bring once he comes back. Right. So optimism. They're going to be seeing a lot of Jacoby Brissett. Now they are. Yeah, now they are. <laughs> But at the time, like you yeah. felt like, okay, like you know, the, these people are are diehard fans going to this preseason Colts game, 
And all of a sudden, you know, they're thinking about the upcoming season. People are excited. Nothing's real. I mean, when you're at a preseason game, you're not thinking about, you know, the action on the field because it doesn't really matter. You're thinking like you're, you're projecting out for the rest of the season. You know, and I think that people were very optimistic in the stands there. And then I think that at that moment, they saw all of their hopes for this season and the next couple of seasons dashed. And you just kind of saw like that just primal, you know, what makes fans fanatic. I mean, that's where a fan comes from, you know, and I, it, it's easy to look at that one instance. And yes, we've had issues with, with fans across various sports, especially over the last couple of years. Um, you know, fa- fan player interactions kind of coming to uh, to a head a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I I don't want to, you know, paint Indianapolis fans with the broad brush of their terrible people. Cause I, I got a lot of that, you know, and, and, and I understand like, listen, I'm, I'm a very much a pro like player person. I totally understand where Andrew Luck is coming from. I think anyone who has, you know, a little more context than just, you know, a tweet says, looks at the situation and says, I totally get why he wants to leave the sport and remain an intact human being without a limp at the age of 40. Right. So, but at the same time, like I, I understand as a fan, when you've had, when you have these hopes and you have these aspirations and then you see all of it kind of just taken away from you because of this one person, why you would be upset. And I think that if you were to arm these people who booed with with hindsight, they wouldn't. They, I think, they feel bad about the fact that they booed at the time. I think it's almost fair to like understand both sides. Like, it's, right. it's okay not to be mad at anybody. Like, it's okay for Andrew Luck to make a decision. It's okay for the fans to react the way they want. Yeah. Like, it's okay for humans to react. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't help your emotions. The only thing you can do is arm yourself with the capability to deal with those emotions. That's deep. Thank you. <laughs> you can quote me on that. <laughs> Anyways, let's transition to uh, another AFC South team of interest. Uh, Jadavian Clowney apparently is being shopped by the Houston Texans. Now, he has uh, a franchise tag that was slapped on him during this offseason because, you know, they, they had a. The, the Texans have designated him as their franchise player in an attempt to keep him for at least another season while they compete. But Jadavian Clowney hasn't signed that tender and he's not interested in signing it without getting a long-term deal. Now, he has a couple of preferred destinations. I think he had mentioned that the Eagles are one of those destinations. I think there's another team uh, also involved uh, in that. Um, but a, a recent development uh, is that the Dolphins are trying to get in on Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> Apparently, Jadavian Clowney went to go visit the Dolphins staff and the the you know the team and, and, and the coaching staff and all that to see you know, what they're all about, I guess, down in Miami. Um, but Jadavian Clowney has made it known that he he wants to go to a team that is a contending team. He doesn't want to go to a team that's in the process of a rebuild like the Dolphins are. I speak on this because I know, because I am a Dolphins fan. <laughs> okay? You guys are building, all right. Yeah, we're rebuilding, trying to rebuild. Now, whether or not the house actually gets built, we'll see. But they're rebuilding it. So... Uh, do you guys think it's a good idea for number one, the Dolphins to go after Jadavian Clowney, knowing that it might just be a one year rental if he decides to leave after the offseason? What did the Raptors GM think about? Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. But the thing is that it, it's, it's a, a little bit of a different situation because the Dolphins are not where the Raptors were <laughs> by any stretch. Of, as much as I like it for that to happen, uh, I don't think the Dolphins are at this point in the NFL where the Raptors were the previous season. Okay, well, let me ask you this. What can they lose by going after him and well, it, for you? it depends on what they end up giving up. Because some, some places have said, oh, they're looking for... Because obviously, Lamar Miller went down. So they need a running back. So some places are saying, oh, you know, maybe if they want to send Kenyon Drake over there. Uh, but I think that in terms of skill set, Kenyon Drake and Duke Johnson have somewhat similar skill sets. Like they're both pass catching backs that really haven't had uh, a full workload. Like when you look at uh, Kenyon Drake with, with uh, Adam Gase's offense, he was kind of used to um 
to kind of be a change of pace back when JHI was out there. And then when they set, when they shipped JHI out, Kenyon Drake got, was the majority, had the majority of the touches, but they didn't run as much. Now that might've been because they were behind a lot. Speaking as a Dolphins fan, I watched a lot of games and they were behind quite yeah. a bit, <laughs> but he's, he's not getting a lot of those touches. Like he's got the skill set, but he's not getting a lot of touches. Now, if you, if you, you could make the argument, I guess, that if you were to have it be a split backfield between Duke Johnson and Kenyon Drake, maybe, right? But an- another name that I've seen kind of attached to it was Kenny Stills because the Dolphins wide receiver room uh, is pretty, you know, pretty filled out for the most part. Um, and uh, Will Fuller is injured pretty often. He's been injured. I think he's missed like, what, 16 games out of the last like two seasons, three seasons or something like that, mm-hmm. which is quite a bit. Uh, and then Kiki QT has had his issues also. Um, so in order to kind of shore up that offense maybe a little bit, because, I mean, you know they like passing the ball with Deshaun Watson, so maybe, you know, they're looking to get a deep threat as like a just-in-case if, you know, one of these guys ends up going down. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether or not it will also take another pick to go along with it, maybe that's it the case. have to, I feel like. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, I mean, it, is it worth it for the Dolphins to do that? Because if... If Jadavian Clowney uh, ends up signing his franchise tag, which it doesn't look like it, because I just read a report actually a second ago saying that he uh, has thought about holding out for multiple games this season if he doesn't get a uh, a deal done. Right. So that to me, I mean, <laughs> if you're the Dolphins, like you can't sign him to a long term deal if you're the Dolphins, mm-hmm. right? The only team that can sign him to a long-term deal right now is the Texans, but I I don't know from a like a from a collective bargaining agreement situation. I don't know if you can do sign and trades like they do in the in the NBA and the NFL. So I think I read somewhere where like he was using his um, <clears throat> franchise tag as leverage to go to a preferred destination, um, letting them know that like if if, if they don't trade him to a team of his choice that he would not accept it. So I think there, I don't know if it's technically a sign and trade, like how the NBA does it, but I, right. I believe that there is something where if he ends up going to the Eagles or he goes to one of the other teams that's on his list, uh, then he would accept his uh, his franchise tag with them, I guess. Yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, Jadavian Clowney at this point holds all of the cards. And if you're the Dolphins, like he, he's only 26 years old. Like he's not he's not old by any stretch of the imagination. He still has plenty of I'm years left. And he him. and he does he does fit what the Dolphins' scheme is planning on being. Right. So the the fit is there, but it's whether Jadavian Clowney wants to go through this rebuild with the Dolphins that may lead to something it may not. Right. If I'm him and I want to win right now, I would say like, you know, hey, as, as, as great as I would love to see Jadavian Clowney in a, in a Dolphins uniform, you know, to have him commit to the team long term. It doesn't make sense from the Dolphins standpoint if he's not going to sign long term to ship off assets for him. Right. Yeah. But if you're planning on cutting Kenny Stills and Kenyon Drake anyway, then, you know, it might be worth it. Just say, like, hey, just come here for a year. <laughs> Check it out. Enjoy Miami. There's a lot in here to do outside of just the football stuff. Oh, they always have. That yeah, <laughs> that's that is the ace. The ace in the in the in the sleeve there is to say, hey, listen, the, the on-field product may not be great, but <laughs> have you checked out Eleven? Have you checked out, you know, uh, Story <laughs> and Mansion and all of these other uh, <laughs> institutions here on the uh, on the Miami Strip? So Rick Ross got a wing spot down there. Yeah, too. yeah, and, it, <laughs> and he's got another a, a, a couple other uh, choice establishments that he likes to frequent. Uh, King of Diamonds being one of, one of them. Uh, you know, he's he knows his way around the town to say the least. So again, I I don't know. I don't know what what this is going to hold. Uh, if I'm the Texans, I'm I'm you know annoyed because now with Andrew Luck not being there. Even if, even though they lost Lamar Miller, they're still in prime position to overtake the AFC South. Yeah, Lamar Miller hasn't played in three years. You know what I mean? That guy's always injured, sadly. So yeah, he's. I mean, I he's, yeah, not you. not a full season anyway. So yeah. Uh, by the way, Lamar Miller. I played a uh, football against Lamar Miller in uh, in high school. We went to Miami Killian, and uh, 
Oh. Yeah, he's a hometown guy. So I, I do have a little soft spot for Lamar Miller. So hold the Lamar Miller slander. <laughs> Um, but, <laughs> but he's <laughs> drink me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So if I'm the Texans, I'm, I'm trying to do everything I can to like maximize the assets that I can. Cause it, 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 Deshaun Watson, you know, you've got, I think another, uh, two years before he's up on his contract, maybe another year, uh, before you get the team option. Right. So you don't want to sign Jadavian Clowney to like a monster deal for, you know, four or five years, which if that's what he's looking for, you know, then I can see why the Texans aren't really 100% there on it. But if if the player has all the leverage here, you're not going to be able to get a whole lot from some of these other teams either, even if you try, decide to trade them to, you know, the Eagles or another contending organization that needs uh, a pass rusher of Jadavian Clowney's uh, caliber. So I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. And I, to me, the fact that the Dolphins were even in the, the conversation, you know, I don't I was con- I was confused there because I'm thinking like I thought we were going for like a full strip down of the whole thing and, and kind of building from the uh, from the ground up. But like I said, Jadavian Clowney is only 26. So if they could get him to go to a long term deal, then, you know, it would take some pressure off of uh, some other uh, draft needs. So anyways. Uh, speaking of the Eagles, this is like the second segue in a row I've done where I've been able to go from one to the other, like pretty <laughs> seamlessly. Speaking of the Eagles, uh, a young Miss uh, Carly Lloyd was at practice uh, a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, was it? And she was out there. I think uh, I think we all saw it on uh, on Instagram, right? Where she was out there Ooh, kicking uh, fifty five yard field goals in uh, <laughs> in Eagles Eagles camp, uh, and apparently a couple of teams have try to gauge her her interest in maybe playing a kicker in, on an NFL team, which would obviously uh, be a first, you know, having a woman play in the NFL. To me, I, I think that with some creative rostering maneuvering, roster maneuvering is what I meant to say, with some creative roster maneuvering, teams really could get her on the field. If she's accurate... And she can kick, because I mean, how many how many times have we seen, you know, some of these guys who are retreads of kickers from other teams who they have to go, you know, bounce around the league four or five times because they keep missing important field goals in important situations, you know? How about the 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 Chicago Bears and uh, and their and their guy? God, I can't remember his name now, but doing the uh, the double doink off of the uh, yeah, you know. So to me, if I'm an NFL team and I see someone who can kick a ball accurately. I mean, she's a, a three-time Olympian, a world cup champion, a two-time well, FIFA world cup champion, excuse me, you know, and she's very, very good. If she could kick a ball, a kick of football, 55 yards consistently and get it between the uprights. Why, why shouldn't she be on an NFL roster? Can she, can she do it with pads and a helmet? It's the Maybe. Question. Maybe it's worth a, it's worth a shot to like put her in. Oh, for sure, it definitely see. is worth. I I don't think there is an issue with with giving her a shot, but yeah, I think that would be one of the main deciding factors because you you know like throwing on pads, even just catching a football is completely different when you got the yeah. your, your shoulder pads and um and helmet on. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, Bubby. You, what do you think? And we know because of Antonio Brown, she's gonna have to wear a helmet. She's going to have to put one on. That's right. But um, I mean, I think like you know, if if there's going to be a position that we see a female intern the NFL, um, at in my opinion, would be kicker first. Right. Um, I know back in high school we had a kicker. Her name was Sam. She played on the soccer team, and then she never practiced. She she may have came to like a practice or two, but she played soccer same season as football. So she was always at her soccer practice and. She would come to our games after, and she kicked field goals for us. She even kicked off from time to time. You talked about maybe some ways we can get around without her having to do kickoffs. But, um, you know, we had a female kicker, and she kicked a couple field goals for us and was accurate um, and even brought out more soccer players to come kick. So, I mean, I definitely think that there's, you know, there's an opportunity for us to see that, um, to see that gap. So, I think it would be cool to see, but you know, I, I'm I'm on Twitter a lot, and I see guys who are kicking 60 yard field goals. Um, people are kicking trick field goals from from the pylon um, in the end zone and making it curve. So 
I, I really, I'm not sure if it's a fact that she can be successful, which I think she can. But I also think it is somewhat of not a gimmick, but like ticket sales because she is a female, and you know, with women empowerment, which I think we should be feeding into. I think it does so much more for football to invite a female, especially like you said, if she can knock it down and she is successful, I'd love to see it. But at the same time, you know, we see videos of guys hitting 50 yard field goals, and we don't see them getting called to the NFL. So I'm interested to see what hap- what comes from it. I would love to see. Uh, her end pads and, and kicking field goals, but you know, there's, there's a story one way or the other. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, she's she's five seven and a hundred and forty one pounds, according to uh, according to Google here. So, I mean, she is a little on the lighter side when it comes to you know NFL players for sure. Uh, and there there would be um, she, you couldn't you couldn't have her out there like on as like the safety on like a kickoff team. You know what I'm saying? Because like obviously when when the kicker kicks for a kickoff, you're you know they become the safety once you know everyone goes down to cover the the kick, right? Yeah. I I don't see her being able to do that super well, uh, just because of the size discre- uh, discrepancy between her and obviously the other you know twenty one people on the field, right? So. I don't think she could do that, but if you could get a punter, because there are plenty of punters who are the kickoff person, because for whatever reason they're better in you know in coverage or, or they have a, a more accurate foot when it comes to like placing a kick on the field in that in that regard. Um, yeah, I think uh, Matt Bosher, I think is uh, is both the Falcons punter and their uh, and their um, kickoff kicker. Even though they have uh, they have they've had um, what's the guy's name? He was there for the longest time. And I can't remember his name, the kicker for uh, for Atlanta. It's now Giorgio Tavecchio, but it was somebody else before that, and I can't remember his name. It's bothering me now. Uh, but anyways, the they, you don't have to be the kicker for both the kickoff team and the and the field goal unit. Field goals. You know? No, you don't. So if you can have a punter, you know, do both, then then you can make it work. And if you have someone who's an accurate kicker, now she said that she, if she were to do it, she would wait until 2020 and train all of this, you know, this season into the off season and stuff like that Smart. while she's off for soccer to kind of, yeah. And I like that. Yeah, I, I like me too. She's like, if I'm going to do it, I want to take it super serious. I'm like, I love that. It's so great. But if you're, I mean, if you're coaching stuff, you can make it work, you know? And honestly, the way that the NFL is going right now, yeah, they don't want kickoffs really anymore. Oh, they've been kind of expanding the, the the rules and stuff like that, so that way you're kicking off from you know further and further up the field, and, and more yeah. and more touchbacks are happening each and every season. So even if she did have to do you know kickoff duties and stuff like that, you know at this at some point they're not even going to have kickoff duties to begin with. So it's a it's a win win for the for the NFL. Yeah. My question is, I didn't see the actual video. You mm-hmm. have you seen it of her kicking? Yeah. 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 So. What I'm seeing like the comments, people saying she's taking kickoff strides to hit a 50 yard field goal. Yeah, she was. She, yeah, she took a couple of steps back, and, and that's the right. thing. You can you can stand wherever you want when you're the kicker. Like uh-huh. when you're when you're kicking a field goal, I, usually kickers do three steps back and then two steps to the side. That's been like you know the the traditional uh, kickoff location for a uh, for you know field goals. Um, but, and that's because of timing of exactly. Like, that's exactly what I was about well, to say. Because it's, you're not going to get that much time to block. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Like it would be a timing thing. You can stand wherever you want, but they would either have to. They would have to figure out some way to make it so that way they they have better protection, you know, uh, <laughs> and change up the scheme a little yeah. bit. Uh, or you know, that's and that, I, I would guess that's how she would spend her her off season training is learning to kick from that spot and being able to do that. You know, with a, a bit of power. I mean, if she can, if she can get accurate to the point where she, I mean, she's a heck of a, a soccer player. Right. You know, she's got a heck of a boot. So if you can get her consistently, you know, hitting it, you know, ninety-five plus percent from forty-five yards out, even then, I think teams are still going to be interested in having an automatic kicker from forty-five yards in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I was but just. Here's the thing, though. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, John. I was just curious. From your opinion, like is 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 she worth it? Like, is this a is she a really good kicker? With like, with the lack of how many times you see guys bounce around the league three, four, five? Like, who was it? Uh, Blair Walsh, I think, is now the the Seahawks kicker, and he used to be the kicker for the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, and mm-hmm. they cut him because uh, he missed a couple of important field goals in playoff situations. Right. And he is so funny. He they played a game against each other the other day in preseason, the the Seahawks and the Vikings, and when. 
he kicked a field goal in the preseason, he like looked over to uh, Mike Zimmer on the on the Vikings sideline and pointed at him after he made the field goal and said like, look, you know, I'm, I'm making I'm out here making field goals, right? <laughs> but <laughs> what's funny is they had a joint practice with the Falcons where he missed like four consecutive <laughs> field goals. So there's not like the but that's not I don't think that's skill. That's not like he couldn't hit that field goal. That's all nerves. So right, that and, and that's to the thing. Anybody. Kicking is as much a mental game as it right. is a physical game. Like uh, so many kickers have the leg to kick a sixty-yard field goal, but as soon as you put people in the stands and yeah. raise the stakes, they're sitting there shanking them and hitting you know hitting them way left, way right, whatever. Right. And but the thing is that when you have a a a, a, a lady here in, in in Carly Lloyd, who has performed on the highest stage mm-hmm. in both, you know, FIFA soccer yeah, and soccer in Olympic soccer. No, I'm just saying, like, uh, she's not going to back away from a big shot and a big moment because well, she's played on the biggest of stages in her sport. Like, she's not going to shrink away from yeah, the moment. But that's what I'm saying. That's her sport. That's something that right. she's trained in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, soccer is what she does. Right. I, I agree with you. Clearly, she's she's been successful with it, but she's never played football before, and she's never had football fans depending on her to, to hit a field goal to go to the playoffs. And, and and don't get me wrong, pressure is pressure. I get that, but if I'm a football if I'm a football team, right, and she's kicking an extra point, and if I'm a coach, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. And this may be a little dirty, but it is what it is. If I'm playing against her and she's kicking an extra point, I'm telling my guys right now, hit her after the whistle. I don't care after she kicks the field goal. You hit her. You let Take her know that penalty. she's playing a man's sport, which is what people are going to say. And it may be a little misogynistic, but it is what it is. You're playing a man's sport. After she kicks that field goal, you lay your, you lay the wood on her. You take the penalty, and they, they just get an easier kick the next play. But we're letting her know that she's playing football now. And then I want to see how she kicks the field goal after that. And I'm not being disrespectful, but, I mean, that, that's a strategy. If we're playing football, that's what, that's what we want to do. Yeah. You know, you see guys you see guys get late hits on quarterbacks who's, who's, who's had injuries. Hey, go ahead and hit him one time after the whistle. We'll take we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, you know, go ahead and hit him a load. He, he just had an ankle injury. Chop block him. Go at him. You know what I mean? Like that's stuff that that's a part of strategy. So I'm interested to see after she kicks the field goal, do we hit her late one time? Does she have to take a hit? You know what I mean? Like that's something that I would honestly do if I was an opposing coach just to test her out. And you know, if I'm her coach, I'm telling my guys to protect her even after she kicks it. I'm telling all my guys to, to stand around her and walk her to the sideline if I'm her coach. But if I'm going against her, hit her if you get the chance. And I'll take a whistle because I want to I see if she's really ready for the NFL. So, I mean, like I said, there's going to be a lot. You know what I mean? I, I know she's been successful at soccer, really successful, but it's, it's a different sport. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, I, I do want to talk a little bit. Um, about uh, some basketball stuff because we have some people who are Ooh. avid basketball fans uh, of the podcast. I'm talking to you, Mr. Dev Battle, who uh, decided he was going to tweet at the uh, someone's sports face and like waiting for y'all <laughs> to talk about some NBA troll. stuff. I'm telling you, <laughs> it'd be your own guys, man. He was a co-host on the show and he's, and he's smack talking us. Can you believe that? He's not smack talking. He's just placing an order. He doesn't know what he would prefer. There. So, uh, yeah, I, we have to talk a little bit about basketball, which you know is fine. Dwight Howard, right, signing with the with the Lake with the Lakers. Do we have any any thoughts on that? Does does that make the Lakers the the best team in the NBA? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> John, what do you think? Um, they got. I think they got what they what they could get, man. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Like if you had to make a move and he was there, mm-hmm. like given what the situation is, right? Losing Boogie, obviously you got to. Yeah, and which like, that's a whole other conversation that we need to have a little later with the whole Boogie cousin stuff. But continue. And I think the the question. Another phone call. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the, that. Yeah, I think the question was like, what? Like, are you going to pay him? So now that you found out that it's not a guaranteed contract, and he gets paid pretty much for like every day that he is there, and right. is performing. I think that's a, a good situation too. So I'm not mad at it. I don't think it tips the scale. <laughs> no, anymore. I guess I guess him a warm body who's you know seven feet tall, which we'll, is nice. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, redemption. I mean, it, it is good for Anthony Davis though, because you know ideally they don't want him logging a lot of center minutes. Right. Where ideally they want Anthony Davis at the four. They want LeBron at the at the three. So when you bring in a body that's able to play center, he's a proven center. You know, if we go back to 
the magic days, Dwight Howard is a beast. You know what I mean? We haven't seen that in a very long time. Right. But at least this allows guys on the Lakers to play their true position. Right. And you're not asking um, him to shoulder the load either. No, no. Is um, but you know, I, I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good a good sign for him. Hopefully, he's better this time with the Lakers than he was the first time. True. <laughs> you think he's better than Javale McGee? Are you asking me? Just an open question for everybody. You can answer that because he, he's been playing pretty well the past few seasons. Even when he was on Golden State, he kind of played a good role. I think both of them are going to be asked to do the same thing. Like I think, I think the only reason I would prefer Javale is because he's a little bit more accepting of his role. Mm-hmm. He knows what what you need him to do, and he he'll go out and do it. He you know he's a little goofy at times and um, doesn't always make the best decisions, but he's. He's accepting of his role. Like Dwight, a big issue for him is he's demanding more touches. Every summer we see him shooting threes and expanding his range, you know, and he doesn't really do what made him successful in the past. So I think that's where I would tip the scale to JaVale McGree, that he's more willing to step in and do what you ask him to. But, I mean, if you're going to be completely honest, I think we all know that – I think it's fair to say that Dwight's a better player, a better talent than JaVale McGee. You know what I mean? But yeah, but less durable. For, for what you need him to do, maybe maybe I was preferred just to have Javale. <laughs> yeah, and Dwight has those lingering uh, injuries also. So <laughs> I'm I'm not in the studio right now with you, but something tells me that you you used your fingers and did the quotations when you said injuries. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> no, I, I did that in my head. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm I'm in the room by myself. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got you. I, okay, but yeah, you know the white has been known to be injured and some other suspect um, off the court <laughs> issues. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Keep him and Anthony Davis away from each other. We seen and Kuzma. Everybody, everyone's making jokes about like, please don't let Dwight get his hands on Kuzma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I I don't want to – I feel bad going from this, like, laughing, like, joking stuff to what I'm about to talk about next, and that is uh, Boogie Cousins, uh, you know, threatening to murder someone <laughs> over the phone. Uh, it's not really a uh, – it's not a laughing matter, even though I am laughing at it, um, just because of the, the absurdity of the transition that I'm making right now. My transitions up till now have been great, but this is this one is uh, less good. Um so, uh, Boogie Cousins and, and uh, John, I'm going to have to have uh, your help on this, and Bubby too, if you can, if you can help me out, because I don't know all of the the facts here. I don't know anyone if anyone knows all the facts, but this is what I know so far. Apparently, Boogie Cousins was getting ready to uh, marry his, I guess, now wife, right? And he wanted to have his son at the wedding. His son through a, a previous relationship, and. He was on the phone with the mother of his child and asking, you know, her permission to bring, you know, cause she is you know, obviously his parent also, uh, to bring his son to this wedding. Right. And I, again, I can assume based on the, the audio, which I haven't heard yet, but I've heard, you know, I, I've heard people talking about the audio, uh, regarding, uh, their relationship between, uh, boogie cousins and the mother of his child. It's not a very good relationship from what I've gathered uh, because throughout this exchange of him asking for his son to be at the wedding and her saying no, he threatened to uh, shoot her in the head. Now, uh, do I have most of the facts correct there, at least as far as we understand it in the uh as it relates to you know what what TMZ is reporting, which I hate, as much as I hate TMZ, they do a good job <laughs> with with a lot of this stuff. They're terrible and they're skeevy, but the information is usually pretty solid. Uh, and apparently, they have some you know some audio of this conversation. So, do I have? Do, is there any more context that's needed, John? Uh, based on the clip that came up, that's pretty much all that happened. Okay, now do you, have you heard the audio? Yeah. So, could you describe to me like did he sound like he was like? basically like cocking a gun and like getting ready to go over to to her house like what like what was the, the so, demeanor so if, if you if someone read the transcript to you you would think like when he talks about the the part where you say he would shoot her like that would be like he'd be screaming over the phone right but it wasn't exactly that like he was pretty calm in the beginning 
and he kind of it was kind of like one of those where you're like so mad where you don't even raise your voice anymore right so he was like I, i'll give you another chance before i take it to another level and then he asked her if he could if his son could be in the wedding. Which you never do that because like if you have, if you're dealing with someone who is like trying to make you upset, that's like the, yeah. you're basically giving them a blueprint to like make you more upset. Yeah. But and continue. She calmly said no. And then that's when he said what he said, but in the same tone as, as the first time. So very calm, like very like, right. Not, which to me is almost like more scary. <laughs> yeah. It is scary. Yeah. But the, the, the also, the other thing to pay attention to is um, she was pretty calm the whole time, which makes me think that she knew that this was going to be recorded. And the fact that he said, I'm going to say it one more time, is that before, I guess, it started recording, he must have said it before. And she must have been like, oh, this is a good chance for me. Because I, I see he's at his tipping point. He's probably going right. to say something crazy. Let me record this. We found this out because she filed a restraining order against them, right? Right. And this is like, in, I guess, in, in the discovery for, or I guess, like her, like logic behind filing this restraining order. But yeah, which is reasonable, right? Yeah, given the, given the language, yeah, absolutely, I totally. And apparently, they've they've uh, ordered an invest. Local police has ordered an investigation into uh, what he said. I'm assuming to see like if there is any like immediate threat, like if he's got like a gun at home and yeah. like you know, and he's got like a whole like you know mural of her face with like x marks on it you know like or like yeah. crosshairs or something like i could yeah. see why they'd be like all right like you know this is a legitimate thing that might be actually happening yeah. it, i mean how it, it's tough to to say because like part of me understands why if you like if someone says that to you that's obviously like a scary thing right because even like the remote possibility of it happening is terrifying mm-hmm. right that being said though i can also understand the thought process of someone being so blinded upset not having any actual intention to do it but saying it just as a way to release that frustration it's not healthy it's not good and it's threatening behavior but like as at this point do we know that you know boogie like as far as i know he's never had any like violent instances that we in the public discourse like know of right i don't i can't think of anything that that he's done that would warrant like because it's, it's, it'd be one thing if like for example like greg hardy said that like today right where we've we've kind of yeah. been through the whole thing with greg hardy where he know like we know that he's had his instances in the past where he's been like uh, accused of certain things and and shown you know that he's had you know, a, 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 a violent past to a degree, right? Him saying that to his girlfriend would be, you know, for lack of a better word, like on brand, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like with Boogie, it's it's not something that we've seen as, not, it only takes one time, obviously. And like maybe he's had instances of that in the past, right? That's what I was going to say, because you hear the stories about people who just snap and then, when you when people get interviewed about them, they always yeah. say, we never seen this person like that. Right. We don't know him to be like that. So when he when something like this happens, you got to take it seriously because he could. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he's gotten to the point where he's like mentally unwell, and that's the thing. Like, if if you're if you're Demarcus, right, and you have had the 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 last couple of years that you've had where you're injured with the Pelicans. Right. After like joining that team and them finally being on the up and up with Anthony Davis and you're really excited to be a part of that team. And then you're about to make the playoffs and you get injured. Right. And then you go to the Golden State Warriors because you're trying to compete for a title and you get there and you, you do your rehab, you work hard. Right. And you play most of the season and you get into the first game of the finals and you get injured. Mm hmm. And then finally, like you rehab, you rehab, you rehab your butt off to get back for the finals. And you play a few games, not enough to make a huge difference. Like I think he kind of like kept them in the series a little bit because he played, he had some pretty good games. Um, but they fell short due to injuries from, you know, to other players. And then he joins the Lakers in the offseason. And as he's prepping for this season, gets injured again. Yeah. 
Like mentally, like how, like where does that put you? Because you're, you're thinking like, All right, I'm going to get back with with Anthony Davis. We had a, th- a good thing going in New Orleans, and I'm, I'm joining LeBron. And this team is on the up and up, and the Lakers, right? And the West is basically wide open. Let's go compete for a title. Right. And he gets injured again. Like mentally, that has to be very tough on you. It definitely is tough. And, and then you add this whole like other drama with you know his 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 the mother of his child. And trying to have his son there on, you know, what's supposed to be one of the happiest days of his life if he's marrying, you know, someone he, he really, truly loves. Right. Like, all of that stuff bearing down on his head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why I feel so bad for DeMarcus and Cousins. you can tell she was being petty, too. Yeah. and that's something and, like that is not even a... Again, and I, I feel like it's one of those situations where... I feel bad for him, but also like you have to take it seriously because like you can't not obviously because if if any if there's any sort of you know truth to what you know what he's saying, then obviously you have to protect this lady. Yeah. Right. So just because of his choice of words, now everything his whole situation is just over. Yeah. Again, like I don't want to excuse like his his what he's saying. Right. Because obviously, like, it's a threat and it's terrible to say that to somebody. <laughs> right. Like in almost any instance. Yeah. But if you look at the, the last couple of years that he's had and just like the breaking point that he must be at, like, I feel for him and I want him to get help. That's what I want, because to me that like his tone, you know, from what you're describing and the transcript that I've heard, or the, the transcript that I've seen reported on, it it seems like someone who isn't a typically violent person it just seems someone who's like at a breaking point yeah now are you now are you allowed to record someone without telling them that you're in some in some states it's a it's a one-party consent state it depends on on the state of the person who is recording so like florida i believe is a two-party consent state where both the person being recorded and the person who is recording needs to consent to the conversation right every all parties in the conversation need to have a say in, in what's being recorded, right? But some states, I think Washington D.C. even uh, is a one-party uh, is a one-party uh, state or district or whatever, where only the only person that needs to consent to it is the person who is doing the recording. But you need to be in that state at the time of the recording. Yeah, I'm. I'm just wondering how far this conversation will go because can this be used in court if something like this? Um, comes up in a in a, a civil case between right. those two. Um, you know where do, where does this end when it comes to people recording? Like, right. does it even matter anymore with the law? Like, once it hits TMZ mm-hmm. and comes out, are you automatically guilty? And uh, then the court opinion? of public opinion, yeah, I would assume so. Right. You know. No. No. If if the if the evidence is obtained illegally, then they would have to wipe it from. They would have to wipe it from the case. Like well, I'm, yeah, I know, like I'm saying like in, in the court of public opinion, like just people like, you know, who like look at this as an instance of like, oh, here's, you know, an athlete. And again, like athletes have uh, uh, unfortunately a track record recently of being involved in stuff that's like not very good. You know, when you, you're know, looking at, you know, Ray Rice and Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt, like this is just these are stuff that's happened in, in, in very recent history. You know, uh, John Brown. So they, those, like, uh, But those were different because like, like the film, the film was not legally obtained. Like, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like the fans who will, who will look at this will still deem him right. I'm, I'm saying he's not. Like I, I don't know how reliable he'll be in in the court of law. I'm saying like when you look at you know what the transcript says versus who who is involved and what the the context is given. Like you know how society right now is viewing some of these uh, some of these athletes some people are going to come automatically to the defense of the woman, which you should, again, I I'm of the, of the opinion that when, when credible, uh, uh, allegations are made against someone, you, you should take the claims seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, you, you have to prepare for the worst case scenario first and then, okay. Like, you know, now under further investigation, we know that it's not, you know, uh, as you know, serious as, you know, it was made out to be, but, I think that people are going to look at it and say like, man, like this, this DeMarcus Cousins guy is obviously a a, a violent person, you know, when that may not be the case. But as far as being in trouble though, you, it's a, it's a thin line because you can't now, now we're looking at every single phone call that happens. Like, right. Regardless of the laws of the state, are they going to be able to, 
to bring this to to a court mm-hmm. and say we don't care about that. Like I don't even. This is a. I, I don't know. Like if, if if it was the other way around, and and she had the son, or you know, and and she was wanting him to the son to come to her wedding, and you know, Demarcus Cousins was saying, no, I'm, I, it's it's my weekend, blah blah blah. You're not getting. And she was to say to him, I'm gonna put an effing bullet through your head. I wonder if if we would if we would treat it the same way. Do you do you know what I mean? Like I I wonder if if and don't get me wrong. I think clearly, you know, it's just sad with social media and everything. How like how you can use it for the way that it's been used right. recently with you know getting getting people in trouble. Which I mean, if if it was seriously a threat, then then I think something should definitely be taking place. You know, he should be punished for it. But uh, like I said, I think he was just mainly speaking a little out of anger. But you know, we see what happens when anger gets the best of us and. You know, it can get, it can clearly get us in a lot of trouble. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, uh, transitioning a little bit, <laughs> um, we are uh, based out of Florida, for those of you who don't know. I know most of most of the podcast listeners are also uh, based out of Florida. Um, but uh, for those of you who aren't, there is a, a hurricane that is headed this way. And Bubby uh, got out just in, in the nick of time, heading all the way to Wisconsin to avoid the... Uh, Hurricane Dorian. That's uh, quite a few uh, steps you took just to avoid the hurricane, Bubby. That's crazy. Smart man. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, obviously when this comes out, you know, I'm sure there'll be several, you know, forecast changes and stuff like that. Um, I'm uh, John, you've been through a hurricane before. Irma. Yeah, yeah. that was your first hurricane, right? Eh, there were a couple of other ones that were hurricanes, quotations, right. <laughs> but really I was like tropical. I know oh, you were, but you're not. You're not involved in this right now. You you, you are way <laughs> far away, ma'am. The closest Wait, we, were all, we were all together. At one no, point. I understand. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about Hurricane Dorian as it relates to Hurricane Irma. Like I know you were there for Irma, Bobby. I know we all hung out the, the day after the hurricane. We were all there. I'm not sure. saying that. I'm saying that if this were to make landfall as a hurricane category three, mm-hmm. right? That would be your first like major hurricane, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Bobby, I, you've never lived through like an actual major hurricane, have you? Um, I have actually. In Maryland, we got a really, really bad hurricane uh, when I was when I was young, and it actually stole. I usually um because my feet used to really sink when I was younger, so right. my mom wouldn't let me take my roller skates in the house, so I left them on the porch. And the hurricane took my roller skates, like, <laughs> like all to the side, bro. I was so upset. I went outside and I couldn't find my roller skates. And I was like, "Mom!" And like I was playing around the neighborhood, and I found my roller skates. Like I think it was like a couple days later, my roller skates were like three apartment complexes down. That's crazy. That's hilarious. Yeah. I think somebody just picked yeah. them up. <laughs> the, roller case, the hurricane stole <laughs> my roller skates. <laughs> I think that hurricane was the dude down the yeah. block. <laughs> hey, relax, man. He just borrowed it and forgot. Wait, what, what are these size tens? <laughs> How are you, Bobby? It's back when you were you were what ten years old, so you were wearing size tens at that point, right? <laughs> you know what? It might have been. It was around that. I believe it. The whole band just stole my roller. Yeah. <laughs> he just forgot what house yeah. he got them from. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, yeah, I, I've lived through a couple of hurricanes. I lived through um, Hurricane Wilma, which was uh, I think made landfalls a category three. Uh, Hurricane Katrina, believe it or not, uh, a lot of people don't remember this, but it went over Miami before it hit Louisiana. As a what? It was category? a category one, but it was like that was the thing with with Hurricane Katrina when it got to. Uh, it was a very slow moving storm when it got to New Orleans. Like it was very slow, but it was also very slow over Florida, over Miami. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the eye went, like, right over my house. Because I remember, like, all of a sudden it was, like, fine outside. It was, like, obviously, it was, like, you know, dark and stormy or whatever, but, like, far away. Like, yeah. on my house, bone dry. It was insane. I've never seen it. Like, but that's the scary part, right? Yeah. That's what terrifying. I heard. Yeah. Oof. By the time, I was, like, super impressed, though. I was, like, this is crazy. This is so cool looking. Um, but... I remember it going like six, seven miles an hour, just dumping rain for hours and hours and hours. And of course, like after the fact, like we were like, oh, you know, hit by the hurricane, you know, recover, you know, whatever. But like we couldn't really complain about it because like 
a week later it hit New Orleans. We're oh, like, yeah. you guys have it way worse. Like, don't worry. We got it covered. It's fine. <laughs> you you help the people over there. Yeah. They need it way more than we do. Yeah. You know? So, um, and then a, me- a couple months later, uh, Hurricane Wilma hit that year. And that was a Category 3. Um, and I remember, like, just, like, it was honestly not as bad, even though it was a higher category storm because so so much like of the weaker trees and, and, and structures and stuff like that were already kind of blown apart and cleaned up already between Katrina and Wilma. After Katrina got by, it came, you know, took all the, the weak trees and all that stuff was, was taken out. And so the, the damage after Wilma wasn't as bad, surprisingly enough, even though it was a stronger uh, hurricane. But uh, if you are uh, in the the Florida area and y- you're you know not paying attention to uh, the the news, you really you really need to to keep an eye on it because it. I, I mean, I'm joking a little bit here, and it did take Bubby's roller skates, but it could be it could be much worse. You know, hurricanes are are, are no joke. So uh, if if please you be safe. was that Bubby, I was just telling everybody out there to please be safe. And I got room on my couch, man. If anybody's willing to make the drive, <laughs> For oh, sure. oh man, you're more than welcome. Yeah, well, some uh, some cheese curds on you, right? Ah, uh, I don't know. I feel like if you're staying with me, the least you could do is buy me some cheese. That's fair, actually. That's that's very that's very fair. Um, but right. uh, but in all seriousness, though, you, you know, go, go ahead and get yourself prepared. There's a thousand you know resources online. Go ahead and, and look up you know hurricane preparedness. Make sure you know you've got water for at least you know a couple of days because you know you never know if. Uh, you know, certain, um, you know, cause that's the thing a lot of these, uh, power, you know, the water treatment plants and stuff like that get over overcome with, you know, flood water and stuff like that. And, and, you know, accidents happen, sewer line, sewer lines break. And all of a sudden you got poopy in the drinking water. And that takes sometimes a lot of, uh, a lot of man hours to, to, to fix. And, and, you know, and you could be without, you know, drinkable water for, for a couple of days after a hurricane. So it is, it is really no joke. Um, so make sure you go out and get, I think what's the guideline, like a gallon per person per day. Uh, and I'd plan for probably at least like four or five days. Cause that's the thing, like, yeah, meteorologists always, you know, not to say they blow it out of proportion, but they, they make it a very serious thing because, you know, yes, there is a chance that it, that it, you know, isn't anything and it goes, you know, <coughs> 100 200 miles you know in either direction of you and, and misses you completely but there also is a possibility that it hits you because it has to hit somebody not everyone is going to be lucky we need to work on that on predicting yeah no i agree better. you know and, and the cone of you know uncertainty they call it where they have like some tracks taking it over here some tracks taking it over here um but that's the thing people don't realize like the the cone is like basically an average of what all of the the models are saying Mm-hmm. You know, and it's obviously harder to forecast further out, but the entire state of Florida, for the most part, is in this cone. So it could hit any of us Great. if you're listening in Florida and even parts of Georgia, if you're listening in Georgia. So take heed, pay attention to the news. OK, and get yourself some batteries, get some canned food, do what you got to do. Don't be one of those people that's caught, you know, with your pants down when this hurricane comes by. Because it's it could be serious, you know, and people lose their lives in, in a lot of these cases, especially with major hurricanes like this one. So please be safe. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors to do the same, uh, you know, because it's hard to grow this somewhat sports audience if, if people are dying from the hurricane. So <laughs> it's really the, the yeah, angle. Or they have no electricity morning. to listen yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. You can't charge your phone. You can't listen to the podcast, you know. So make sure you got a generator on hand so you can charge your phone so you can listen to the somewhat sports podcast. Oh, <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, though, please, please be safe. You know, and like I said, pay attention to the news. Get yourself prepared because uh, a wise man once told me failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And uh, he told me that when I was in summer school. And so uh, <laughs> I had some experience of failure at the time. So, you know, don't don't be one of those people that, you know, that's caught with uh, underprepared. You know, take care of your family. Take care of yourself. Take care of your pets, especially uh, as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, that'll, I think that'll do it for me. Do you guys have anything else? Nope. Bobby? Um, nothing much, man. Just go ahead and get online to UWGB Athletics and go ahead and follow your new favorite uh, <laughs> Alicia basketball team is all I would ask. Thank you so much in advance. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, you can you can follow uh, Bobby where at again on uh, Twitter and Instagram? Uh, that's y'all know Bubs. Y-A-L-K-N-O underscore Bubs. B-U-B-B-S. All right. We're going to get link on the uh, on the podcast right soon. 
You know, I would first of all, we're going to get uh, Coach Darner. All right, we're gonna, <laughs> he ain't coming on here if you out here calling by his first name. All right, no, so. but if he if he comes in the podcast, I'll call him Mister Link, Mister Darner, sir. <laughs> Mister Link, Coach Darner, I love it. I, you know what? I will actually check and see if um if I can get some of the coaches on on the podcast. Yeah, see, see if they would take some time to you know uh, sit and join us. I think that would be pretty cool. I'm gonna see what I can do. Let me um. Let me do my job first. That yeah, way, that's probably I'll important. Get fired and then, and yeah. then start asking for That's secondary. But like immediately after that, you need to <laughs> work on the podcast stuff. <laughs> uh, John, you can work when they follow you on uh, on Instagram, man. At J.O. Williams 5. Still uh, still sitting on that 5, huh? Yeah, I gave up. <laughs> I mean, it's doing its job Real right mature, now. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All right, you can follow me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at John Dennis Radio. That's J O N uh, Dennis Radio. You can also follow the Somewhat Sports podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Somewhat Sports. Uh, you can uh, email us Somewhat Sports at gmail.com if you have any uh, questions, comments, concerns, uh, show topics that you want to submit to the show. Uh, do our jobs for us. That'd be really, really cool. Uh, otherwise, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can also uh, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platforms. Talking Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, if you've got you know one or the other, both. Uh, we're also like I think on like Google Podcast too. And if you just Google the Somewhat Sports Podcast, we come up on like a bunch of different uh, places. Uh, so wherever wherever you get your podcast, if we're on it, wherever you're listening to us, you know please give us a, a rate and review uh, and a subscription because that would mean the absolute world to us. Thank you again for joining the Somewhat Sports Podcast. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>